this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. to today's episode do me a favor head over to the website www.thehopnerd.com follow along on all things social media slide into the dms let me know what you're thinking about the show all that kind of sort of stuff um most of you know because i say it like every two seconds that i'm on a social media fast that i am rarely breaking nowadays unless i just feel like there's something that i really want to say that's I don't know, uh, wherever that comes from, how that comes about. I don't know. I'm just, I'm winging this. I'm just winging this whole um, social media thing, this little lack lack of social media in my life thing. And I'm loving it and I'm liking it and I'm, I'm wanting some more of it. And you should probably try it a little bit too. Uh, it's really, really, really good for the old noggin uh, to just not be so absorbed in social media, reading about all the stuff that usually makes us mad. Like, let's just be honest. It's usually like an emotional thing. It's like, I can't wait to go log on and look at what's going to piss me off today. Um, And it's nice to just not have all that negativity in your life. And I don't know. I just feel like nowadays that social media is primarily negative. It's primarily someone yelling at someone about something that they do not like. Uh, And it's all opinion-based. It's None of it's factual. It's all, I don't like what you say or how you think because it makes me feel bad. And then they yell and then they throw online rocks and then it's like, I hate you. And it's all this stuff that no one, no one would ever dare to say to someone uh, in person. I don't know where I heard it. I I feel like it was like Mike Tyson on the Joe Rogan podcast or somebody somewhere like that. And it might have come from somewhere else. They might have been repeating a quote from somewhere else. I'm not, I'm too busy to track down sources for crap like this. Uh, But it's this idea that people, people say things online because there's no fear of getting punched in the freaking head anymore. There's no fear, right? The things you would not say those things to people in real life because you know that they would punch you in your mouth, right? That's, that's just doesn't happen because there's, there's too much distance, too much ability to hide. You get really easy, really easy to hide behind that keyboard and pretend like you're a, a bad ass, right? In the things that you're saying online, we would never say those things uh, to people in person. So if you are continuing to be absorbed in social media, uh, I would tell you that uh, use that maybe as your rule of thumb is that would I be willing to get decked in the face to say this to this person in real life? And if the answer is no, you should probably shut the fuck up. There you go. There's your, there's the podcast for the day. There's the lesson. No, I'm just joking. We're continuing down this path of keeping the main things, the main things. Now that I've gotten uh, past my social media, little side rant, do me a favor. If you want to get up to speed, go back and listen to the past three, four, four ish episodes. I can't count. I'm a hillbilly. I don't know. Go back and listen to the last episodes and preferably uh, you should listen to them in order. I would encourage you to listen to them in, in order if you have not listened to those. So if you started this one and you haven't listened to the other ones, go back, go back, listen to them. This is kind of like a little mini series type thing, I guess. I don't know, but go back and listen because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to recap. Sorry. Just, just not going to do it. I want to start with this idea of listening for things going wrong. Um, and I've, I've heard Todd Conklin speak about this quite a bit, this idea of listening for things going wrong, not looking for things that have gone wrong. But our systems are usually tuned within our organizations to listen for things that have already gone wrong, right? After the fact, we want to pour tons and tons and tons of resources into measuring what has already happened. We want to pour tons and tons of resources into investigating what has already happened. 
We want to pour tons and tons and tons and tons of resources about having a conversation about how we could have prevented said bad things from happening. And you get where this is going. I can I can keep going, but I'm I'm not gonna. It's listening for things going wrong rather than watching. I guess watching or listening for things that uh, have gone wrong. In in the words of Conklin, when we're talking about these weak signals that we're listening for, it's this. It, these are these indicators that tell us where there is a problem happening, not when a problem has happened. And I love the way that he's put this uh, in the past where he says that you'll never hear a weak signal in failure. The signal in failure is loud. And that's where we're kind of tuned right now as organizations. We're listening for the boom. We're listening for the, oh shit. We're listening for the, holy cow, they cut off their arm. We're listening for the, oh my God, John Bob just decapitated himself. That's the stuff that we're tuned to listen for now. And our systems are built up to then look back and examine, well, you know, if John Bob would have just been more attentive, he wouldn't have cut off his own head. Nah, yeah, what does that really tell us? I, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't invest time into understanding how things went wrong, but it seems like we should be investing just as much, if not more, time into listening for things that are in the process of going wrong, of focusing on weak signals so that we can discover failure in motion rather than failure after it's already happened. Because our old school kind of way is, is measure, count, trend, recount, trend, count again, chart all that out, put it all into some sort of spreadsheet, uh, look at it and go, well, that doesn't make any sense. So we cherry pick some stuff and then we pretend that the data makes sense. We sell that the data makes sense. We panic. We panic at the data. We panic some more. We freaking react. We melt down. We go crazy. Then we, air quotes here, fix the trend. Then we have a pizza party and then we repeat that and then we pat ourselves on the back. We go, ah, safety progress. I, no, I, I just can't. We, you hear that out loud and you think about how that applies in organizations. We know that's what has usually happened, but we can see clearly how not so great that really is. We're not listening for the right signals from our systems. I don't believe that our progress or our future success within safety can be boiled down to a few negative measures lumped together as indicators, you know, these shit indicators of things that have already happened. Our systems are constantly signaling. We have to be listening for the right things, the things that are important, the things that are meaningful, the things that have a direct impact on the main things, like not killing and maiming people at work, like being good stewards of the environment around us like of taking care of our community and protecting the public and all of those kind of things that might impact our work world that are super duper meaningful, the things that we must always get right or the things that when we get them wrong, we have built in the margin or capacity to not get them wrong to the point that we cause significant harm, damage, stuff that's irreversible. We burn stuff down, we chop people's heads off, we blow up buildings, like all that kind of bad stuff that could potentially happen in our high-risk work worlds. We have to tune ourselves and our systems to be constantly listening for weak signals relating to the presence of positives in a lot of ways, especially around these areas of critical risk, sticky storm stabby, like the presence, verification, monitoring of air-tolerant, life-saving controls, the building in of margin, of capacity, stuff like the ability for people to stop stuff, question discuss, dissent at any point in the task. And really on the front end, we were talking about start when safe, start when certain. The ability for people to say, no, this doesn't work. Well, let's pause this. We got to figure this out. We've got to be constantly listening for those things. 
We've got to be constantly monitoring for those things. We've got to be listening for those weak signals from the pointy end, which I love this. This is this is the, the best way that I've ever heard how we can put this, the weak signals from the pointy end of dumb, dangerous, difficult, and different, aka the seeds of a not-so-great outcome on the horizon. Rather than measures that tell us what has already happened, we have to be listening for weak signals of trouble on the horizon because trouble is always on the horizon in varying shapes, forms, on and on and on and on. We've got to be tuning ourselves to the shit that will kill us, the shit that really matters, the shit that will bankrupt us, and then listening for these weak signals of dumb, dangerous, difficult, and different coming from the pointy end. We don't drive around town by staring in the, in the rearview mirror looking at metrics and going, oh man, look at all that stuff that I've just passed. The important stuff's in front of the car. In case you needed a driving lesson today, the important stuff is in front of the hood. It's it's up there. It's up there. Um, the stuff that is a little important, that's less important than what's directly in front of you, is probably on your dashboard there, on your gauges. Right? We're looking for those signals coming from the car saying that something bad's about to happen. Something bad's about to happen. And looking in the rearview mirror every now and again is probably not too bad of an idea. Um, but staring in the rearview mirror is a sure way to send yourself into the uh, wall or off of the cliff. Just not something that we want to do. These four Ds indicate the presence of potential complexities, right? We're talking stuff like hazards, goal conflicts, production pressures, stuff that's unusual or off normal, stuff that just doesn't make sense. A lot of times they indicate that we lack control or that there is un- or under-controlled hazards, risks, to say energy, un or under controlled energy within our work worlds, or that the work is unclear or confusing. When you hear any of those four Ds, dig in, <laughs> dig in, dig in deep, seek to understand from the pointy end of the work what is happening, how we can better control these. And what are we talking about? What are we really talking about when we're talking about all of this stuff about keeping the main things, the main things, when we're talking about the presence of controls, when we're talking about this idea of voice being mission critical and all this stuff that kind of goes together into this stew, this stew of keeping the main things, the main things, and really focusing on people not dying, getting maimed at work, not having really, really, really bad stuff happening. What we're really talking about is making sure that work goes well, when we're talking about listening for weak signals, when we're talking about all this idea of seeking margin, about creating capacity, we're talking about assurance. We're talking about assurance-based safety, making sure we have all the elements in place to make sure that work goes well, making sure things go right even when things go wrong. We're talking about the main things, keeping those main things, the main things always, that we have controls in place around our, around our critical risks. That if I make a mistake, it won't cost me an arm, and eye, and especially not my life. That people have a voice. That they're empowered to challenge dissent, get creative, to innovate. It's not about eliminating all the negatives from our work world. About counting days since we last had a mistake, or a recordable, or training some random variability with the hope of finally becoming a safety crystal ball for us. It's about looking and listening for the things that we know create a high likelihood for good outcomes. Ensuring their presence in our teams in our work worlds, cultivating and growing the good stuff to make it great and listening for weak signals that those most meaningful things are breaking down, that they're degrading and rapidly respond, not reacting, to course correct those things. We're talking about making sure that work goes well. And let me just do a quick wrap up and then I'll, I'll, sh I'll shut up 
promise I'll shut up. I'm going to start right here. That voice is mission critical to doing safety better, to doing safety well, to doing anything that we want to do good or better. Voice is at the base of it. When we're talking about these main things, voice is mission critical so that we can listen for weak signals that controls are missing, that they're degraded, that they're damaged, that, that they're just not great, that we're sowing the seeds of a disappointing outcome. I want to go back to how, how Todd puts it. I know I've, I've, I've like fanboyed it for Todd like all through this episode, but you can't, kind of can't help it when we're talking about these things, right? It's kind of can't help it. Sorry. But it's this, you know, it's, it's a slide that I saw from him one time where he's talking about how people die at work, and it's that controls were not present, controls were not functioning. It was beyond our imagination. The event was beyond our imagination. And that's the best way to put it. There's, there's no, I've tried, I've tried to think about it in other ways, but that's it. Back to that kind of idea of like, I'm about to get control, save lives across my, tattooed across my forehead. We're listening for those signals that those controls aren't functioning, that there's something wrong with them, that we haven't imagined that people could die in this situation, and we should. We're listening. We're listening for the stuff that is really important. Voice is mission critical because we need real info to make good decisions. We need the real deal spiel. <laughs> we need the real deal information, the real deal conversation so that we can fix problems, not think that we fix problems. <laughs> we need information. If we have not great information, if people are lying to us because we're not giving the ability to speak up or at least speak the truth. We're not fixing problems. We're fixing things that we don't know anything about. No amount of ugly truth should scare us. It's just information, right? I can't remember who said that quote. That's a quote from somewhere, so don't, don't think those are my words. It's that, that no amount of ugly truth should scare us. It's just information to make, make uh, better decisions. It's listening for weak signals about the things that we know are most meaningful to sticky, storm, stabby, the things that, are, that, that prop those things up that help us to prevent those bad things from happening and listening for those things going wrong, right, rather than waiting for big, big signals that things have gone wrong. What do you think? What do you think about it? I, I, think, I think I'm done with keeping the main things the main things for right now. We might come back to it and revisit it at some point in the future. Who knows? You know, I, I like to I like to revisit these topics as we go through. Again, I'm right there with you. We're going through the same stuff together. I'm figuring this stuff out. You're figuring this stuff out. My mind, my thoughts, my views on these things are constantly evolving. They're constantly growing, constantly moving forward, as all of ours should be as we try to do safety a little bit better, to try to make safety suck a little bit less. Like, let's make it suck less. Like, that's part of it. It should work better, and it should suck less. That's it. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd, signing off. <gasps> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.